Your book is the highest ROI marketing tool you have for attracting clients. And the main obstacle, the main piece of friction is them actually either buying or getting or finding the book. If you can overcome that, that's going to help you a ton. Think of your book like a seed and potential clients are the fields where you can plant the seed. Your job is to get your book to the prospects who are ready for it. And we're going to teach you how. So here are the three main principles I think you're going to see over and over that you should use to find your own ideas. The first one is don't be afraid to give your book away. One of the most powerful ways to use a book is to give it away for free. Books have a very high perception of value, especially hardcover copies. And you can leverage that to make people feel as though you've given them something very valuable and create the feeling of reciprocity in them. The second principle is to find the audience where they are. If you're going to use your book to generate clients, then you need to go to them where they are and get the book to them. Most people are not going to come find you. Now, sometimes some people will, but the easier you make it on people, the more you go to people, the better you're going to do. And the third principle is create win-win relationships with partners. There are so many organizations that are constantly looking to give things to their members, to give more to their members, that doing deals with them to give books and provide content, uh, are those things are always out there and they're really, really, really in demand if you have the right book for the right audience. Let's start going through examples and case studies. Here's a great one that shows you how to send copies of your book to current clients as a thank you. We have a client, Deb Gabor, she wrote a book called Branding as Sex. Her first step was to use the book to open doors for conversations and to get referrals. And she did a lot of blogging around the book, but more importantly, she manually sent copies of her book to every single client she had, every current client, every single prospect she talked to just as a thank you for the call, and any other folks she wanted to have a conversation with she would keep a stack of books next to her desk with a Sharpie and a stack of envelopes. Anyone she could get an address for that she thought would like the book, she'd sign it, personalize it, slide it into an envelope, ship it out. What the book did is it gave her a touch point to talk to people, a reason to follow up, a reason to initiate a conversation. She didn't call them and say, hey, read my book. Let's talk about what you think about my book. It was really just the point of con an entry point of, uh, for contact. And what ended up happening is that a lot of her old clients, uh, it brought her back to front of mind and they ended up recommending friends of theirs who needed her services. She ended up generating a lot of referrals from old and current clients by writing a book. I know it seems ridiculous, but if you, if you really actually think about it, it actually makes sense. How many people do you have in your front of mind that aren't your friends, your family, your coworkers? Not many. Even people who've done, vendors who've done great work for you in the past, you probably, if you had to think about it, would think about them, but you don't think about them a lot. But if they were to reach out, make a, a point of, of, of creating a, a touch point with you, now they, they jump back to front of mind. And if anything else in your universe intersects with them, they're going to be front of mind and the recommendation is going to be on the tip of their tongue. Another example is Dr. Douglas Brackman. He trains really high performers, entrepreneurs, CEOs, pro athletes, Navy SEALs, other people in special forces. He trains them to learn how to perform using even better using advanced psychological and biohacking techniques. He wrote a great book on this called Driven. 
and he gives a copy of his book to all of his clients. Both He gave one uh, to past and to current clients. He gives them all copies for free, even though he teaches what's in the book and even beyond to them as part of their training, he still wants them to have a book. Why? Because it enables them after they've gone through his training and they like it so much and they think it's so awesome, it gives them a way to talk about Dr. Brackman and what he does in a simple, easy way with their friends. And in fact, to essentially pass out a brochure for Dr. Brackman's services to those other people uh, uh, who could use them. And it makes total sense when you think about it. Navy SEALs are friends with Navy SEALs. Pro athletes are friends with pro athletes. So if a pro athlete uses Dr. Brackman's methods or uh, uses his training, it works. And his friend, other pro athlete friends say, oh, dude, you look like you're doing great. Like what happened? Oh, here's the book of the guy that I worked with. You should call him. The book then becomes essentially like a brochure or a sales manual without looking like a sales manual. And then also it allows potential clients to vet Dr. Brackman and read about his methods and see, does this make sense? Is this something I would be interested in? It worked really well for Dr. Brackman. Another way to, to use a book is to give, give away copies to prospects who are actively searching for a solution to their problem. So let me give you a good sort of example. Most people have no idea how to pick a doctor or a financial advisor or any high-level professional at all. They have no concept what makes one better than the other. And a great way to establish your authority and show them they should pick you uh, and work with you is a book. A great example of this is the book Rules to Riches by Mark Baird. Mark lays out a very simple and easy-to-follow instruction set of instructions for getting your financial life in order. And he gives away his book in bulk to churches, civic groups, and any other place in his community that has an interest in teaching financial education. Now, what ends up happening, he didn't really write the book. This is a little different than most people. He didn't necessarily write this book for his clients. He wrote this book for all the people who couldn't afford to be his client. And it's really the foundational fundamentals of financial education. Uh, uh, um, advising and investing. It's not a lot of the stuff he does as an advisor. So how does the book help him? Well, the book is his excuse, his way to get in with uh, church boards, charity boards, uh, civic organizations. The type of people who run those organizations do tend to have a lot of money and could be potential clients for Dr. or for uh, Mark, um, Mark Baird. And so by using his book as a way to get into those organizations and to benefit them, the people who run the organizations have ended up be in, in flocks, have ended up becoming clients of, of Mr. Baird. It's worked really well for him, even though his book isn't directly for his clients, it deals with enough of the same issues and puts him in the same orbit of his clients. So here are some examples of looking for win-win partnerships with organizations that are already serving your prospects. Dr. Michael Lewis has a very specialized practice that centers on traumatic brain injury. So he wrote a book called When Brains Collide. That's a, a great introduction to how a traumatic brain injury works and how to treat it. He gives his book away to hundreds of general practice doctors who then give it to patients who need specialist care. As a result, his practice, which again specializes in, in just traumatic brain injury, has grown exponentially because the book is essentially the way that general practice doctors and other doctors use to get clients to him. 
because traumatic brain injury is a very different thing. The book both establishes authority and credibility. It, it, and it even better, it trains Dr. Uh, Lewis's patients on what to think about, what to look for, if they actually have the issues and need to see him. And if they do, they can understand ahead of time what the treatments are so the discussion can be much more advanced by the time it gets to him. Everyone wins with a book like that. We also had another client who's a financial advisor whose, pro, whose practice focuses primarily on high net worth divorced women. <clears throat> Generally speaking, his clients are women who have been with their husbands for decades, uh, were with their husbands when they went from nothing to very rich, and then got divorced and have never really handled money before, don't really understand money because their husband did everything, and after the divorce have a large chunk of money and don't know what to do with it. That's his specialty. And now, in order for him to generate clients, he wrote a book that is exactly what those women should do, but he didn't even publish it on Amazon. I know, which seems strange. That's why I can't even reference it by name or title because you actually can't go buy it. But it was actually very smart. Instead, he printed up thousands of hardcover copies and he gave uh, a couple hundred to every single divorce attorney in his city. And, uh, and I'll tell you why he did this. Because every single divorce attorney, when a, a woman comes in, the first question is about the divorce. The second question is about money. And the question is, what do I do with my money? Who do I talk to? What now? The lawyers, by law, are not allowed to give them legal advice. But by giving them copies of his book, the lawyer now has something he can hand to these women that is really good, that tells them exactly what to do. So the lawyer can feel like, okay, that's the best I can do by law is give you a piece of information that's really valuable and you can use. I can't give you any, any advice. I can tell you I know the guy who wrote it. He's represented other clients of mine. He's done a very good job, but you should also look at other people as well. That's what the lawyers say and it works really well. He's ended up converting about 20% of the women who get his book, which is an astounding rate. Uh, uh, the, now the lesson from this is he didn't care about selling books. He didn't care about lots of people seeing his book. He only cared about his book being very good for the people he was going after, meaning had a lot of information and also getting it only into the hands of his potential clients. And so he found the best avenue for that. And he owns that avenue. His book has probably been the most financially successful one for the author that we've worked on, even though it's not published. That's that's how you use a book to generate clients. Another way to use a book to generate clients is to use free eBooks as a top of funnel lead gen. A great example of this is the author Ryan Levesque, who wrote a book called Ask. He heavily advertises his book on Facebook, and he actually spends money to give his book away for free. Why would he do that? How does that make sense? Well, if you look at the math, it actually makes sense. The book details every part of his unique but very complicated business development and marketing system. By the time the reader is finished with the book, they realize it's a very difficult system to do on their own, and so they look to hire his company or to buy his courses. So even though he's spending, I mean, I'm estimating, I don't know the exact amount, but even though he's spending, let's say, 7 to $10 for every book he gives away, he's spending not just that much on the book, but also advertising. So he might be spending 15 to $20 uh, to give a book away, he knows that for every book he gives away, let's say I'm going to make up a number. He's making $40, right? On average. So for him, it's a no brainer. Of course, he's going to spend the $2 to print the hardcover, the $2 to ship it out, 
the $10 in advertising to get someone to uh, actually opt in because he knows on average across thousands of people, he's going to make $40 for that person. That's a no brainer. Now, Building this sort of digital marketing funnel is complicated. I would not recommend you do this unless you either hire someone who knows how to do it or have expertise in building digital funnels. But the point is, this is an option. Another great way to use a book to generate clients and leads is to send your book to conferences to give away to attendees. We have an author, Cameron Harold, who's a well-known speaker and CEO coach. He keynotes over 50 conferences a year. And of course, at all the books he keynotes at, part of his keynote deal, part of his payment is he, he includes a bunch of books they give to the audience. But here's the cool thing. Even though he keynotes, let's say, only 50 conferences a year, he ends up getting clients from over 100 conferences a year. How does he do that? Because every time he speaks at a conference, he will make it part of his deal that the next year he has to send them a certain amount of books and they have to give those away to attendees. So he essentially speaks one year but gets coverage for two years. And in fact, with some conferences, he's worked out multi-year deals because he's written four books, three books with us and four books overall that uh, every time he has a new book, the conference just passes out his book whether he speaks or not. The conferences love this because free books, especially hardcovers, are very valuable and make their attendees happy Cameron loves it because he generates clients and that the, uh, the recipients of the books love it because they're getting a book that they find valuable and can read and take uh, either enjoyment or information from. It's a win-win partnership. It's a win-win-win partnership for everybody. Another way you can do this is send copies directly to potential clients. One author we, had, uh, we worked with had a consultancy that focused on reaching and selling to corporate HR departments. Uh, he had an important new process that really helps with uh, employee retention for large companies. So in order to generate business, he got the names and addresses of the person in the HR department of every Fortune 1000 company who was responsible for employee retention. And he sent them a copy of his book along with a one sheet that explains how the book can help them in their career. Now think about this for a minute. This is very important. Notice what he didn't do. He didn't send the book to CEOs. He didn't send it to CMOs. He didn't blanket the company with the book because there's only one or two or three people at every company who really care about employee retention, right? Whose jobs are impacted by employee retention. He figured out who those people were and then he sent the book just to those people along with a one sheet that wasn't selling him, wasn't selling his services. What it did was explain to them how he, they can use his methods to make their career better because they're judged on employee retention, right? So what he did is make sure his incentives were aligned with theirs. Now he's working with, I believe at last count, he had signed 48 of the Fortune 1000 companies to be clients of his. And these, these are very high dollar, high ticket packages by sending a few thousand copies out, doing the research, sending a few thousand copies out and orientating his book around exactly the purpose it serves for the exact people it serves. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you got a lot out of it. If you found this valuable, it would mean a lot to us if you shared it with somebody who is trying to write 
a book. And beyond that, you can support the podcast by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Stay tuned because we have a lot of good stuff coming on Scribe Book School. Scribe Book School.